It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome back to the Fantasy Points Podcast. It is closing in on fantasy playoff time. My name is Joe Dolan. His name is Edwin Porras, doctor of physical therapy. The good doctor joins us every Tuesday to break down the latest injuries in fantasy football in the NFL world. Uh, We are four weeks away from the end of the season. We're three weeks away from the end of the fantasy football season. Hell, if you didn't reschedule your playoffs because of the extended season, you're two weeks away. Uh, You might be starting your playoffs this week. So it is unbelievable how quickly things are moving. But unfortunately, the injury clock continues to tick. Um, I don't know if colder weather portends more injuries. Um, Edwin can tell us that that probably doesn't happen. But at this at this stage, bodies are breaking down, and we've got so much to get to here on the injury podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Then, of course, we'll break it down with Tom Brawley about the guys you might pick up off the waiver wire who can help you replace some of these guys. Edwin, it's good to talk to you on this Tuesday morning. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Joe. I appreciate you having me. Um, no microphone today. I lost my adapter because uh, we live in the 21st century and still need adapters uh, to go from device to device. So I will just be screaming into my laptop if that's why you think that my audio sounds uh, worse than usual is because it does. And <laughs> I also wanted to say, Joe, that um, we have no more defeated teams, no more winless teams in the league. And if I told you that there were any more you know, winless teams in the league, I would be lying. Good God, heaven, man! <laughs> that's like, my, that's are you serious? That's my problem. I just have—I have to enter concussion protocol now after that. <laughs> like, for the love of God! Oh, that that is, man, I can't believe you. Of, that's the most exciting one. Oh, what? Oh, year. Um. By the way, how about this stat? Just in case you're wondering, um, if if you're if 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 you're like only the Vikings, well, you'd be right. The Vikings have led every game this season by at least six points. They're the only team that's done that. See, and they're five I did and see that. That's just stupid. Truly stupid. That is incredible. I, I mean, I have to imagine, like, what the win percentage. I, I don't even know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know how I'd come up with this. But the win percentage for a team in the NFL that has a six-point lead at any time, like – irrespective of at what time during the game, just any time has to be like 60% plus and they're five and seven. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like Joe, I really think in terms of, I, I think I said this to you before there was a, a tweet that I saw, I wish I could remember who it was. Uh, they said, you know, the Vikings offense uh, is like a Lamborghini, but uh, Mike Zimmer refuses to drive over 30 miles per hour. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like at least my anecdotal opinion is this has like, this is just regression. Like this is them, that type style of play catching up to them, playing not to lose, trying to establish, not really putting up points when you need to. I feel like that's, that's just, this is just an entire season of regression of how that works out in the NFL. I don't know. That's, that's just my opinion on it. Well, that Lamborghini just lost a tire. Um, sure, right. let's, let's talk about Adam Thielen, uh, because they play on Thursday, by the way. And this one's a huge bummer for me because I have him everywhere and I'm going to have to try to replace Adam Thielen. Uh, he, it looks like he has a high ankle sprain. Yeah. So he came down, got landed on, 
balance of the classic e-version ankle sprain. Now, until we hear Schefter report, like I always say with high ankle sprains, unless Schefter reports it's four to six weeks, do not automatically assume it's four to six weeks. Uh, in the study that I did from 2016 to 2019, looking at high ankle sprains in skill players, what you typically see in those who average greater than or equal to nine points per game is a mean missed time of about two weeks. The mode, right, so the amount of time that players, skilled players, typically missed was uh, a three, mm-hmm. but the standard deviation is 1.54. So basically what we're saying here, Joe, is this is anywhere between a one to a four-week injury for Adam Thielen with the anticipation that he's going to end up missing two to three games as of today if you plan conservatively. Yeah, so uh, just a shame uh, for for Adam Thielen, and then you know maybe you'll get him back for your championship. I don't know how much you trust him at that point, but yeah, that's a really that's a really crappy injury uh, for Adam Thielen. So let's get to uh, some more wide receivers. Corey Davis for the Jets. I mean, not that you were really playing him for for fantasy purposes at this point. He's going to be out for the season with something that we've seen pop up quite a bit now, Edwin. Core yeah. muscle injury. Yeah, so he's having this groin strain, right? This is the essentially a similar injury that Rashad Bateman or uh, Curtis Samuel has been dealing with most of the year. He's going to go on IR. He's going to have surgery. Uh, this is actually something that if the Jets were in any contention, um, he probably wouldn't have a chance to come back from that. This is about a two-month injury uh, at this point. So I don't know what that means for you know your, your, Elijah, your Elijah Moore stonks. But um, this could be the arrow pointing up. Yeah, I think I think um, his his arrow has been pointing up anyway. This is just going to help that those matters. And uh, Tom and I won't probably be talking about him because he's rostered in too many leagues. But certainly Elijah Moore is now a somebody you could start on a weekly basis. To stick with uh, some wide receivers here, um, Kenny Galladay uh, of the Giants. Um, he's dinged up now. I mean, he's been dinged up all year, but now I think it's a rib injury. Yeah, so he actually had x-rays. The x-rays were negative. He was able to return to the game. This is going to be a pain tolerance issue. Unless he gets a lot more sore today, unless he was a lot more sore yesterday, I wouldn't anticipate this knocks him out of any action. But, man, I just don't know how you trust that offense at this point. Yeah, it's it's really bad for the Giants at, at this at this stage. Uh, okay, let's get to – oh, here's one that's interesting. Let's get to Logan Thomas because on Sunday, it looked like kind of a cheap shot from Ngakwe. On Sunday, it looked like he was going to be out for the rest of the season. Now they're saying they actually got some good news, Edwin, uh, from uh, they, they got some good news from the MRI. They were not anticipating good news, but it seems they've gotten it. Yeah, so this is not common. You typically don't see the field test, um, you know, on field testing be wrong with these. Yes. It's almost always and- right. Yeah, it's like a 98, 99% hit rate, but I guess there is that always always that 1%, right? There's always the, the off chance that it's wrong, which is great news. Um, we don't really know what that means, though. Like, if it's not a complete rupture, if it's a partial rupture, if it actually is ruptured, but it's just not showing up, we don't really know the exact specifics of the MRI. We'd have to talk to the radiologist, Joe, and I I, I don't have the radiologist's number. You might. I know that you're, you're a big radiology fan. You like looking at... Uh, you know, the, the different lucencies and the different abnormalities of, of imaging. So, no, I we don't know what's going on. Best case scenario, this is sort of like a George Kittle hyperextension type injury from earlier. Um, oh, that would have been last year, I guess. Uh, so somebody you can think of, it, even like even like Greek Freak, right? Giannis, Giannis. Something like that. That's at this point what we're actually looking at in this stage of the game. 
unless it is a rupture and he is just going to have to go to rehab and they're going to rehab it away instead of surgery. So right now you're going to have to keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears up, uh, follow the injury tracker at fantasypoints.com to make sure that you know what's going on with Logan Thomas. He could still return this week. Oh, this week? I'm sorry, this season. I was about to say because we're getting to the point here, Edwin, where you get even relatively good news from an MRI, your season still might be over. I mean, yeah, we're, we're yeah, at that exactly. stage, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yes. This could still, this could be like a two, three, four week injury and, and, and this doesn't matter, but they're, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Sometimes uh, you need a little help in the playoffs. Let's get to Kenyon Drake. Um, Josh Jacobs, the running back for the, for the Raiders might be a league winner because everything else is kind of collapsing around them. What, what's with, what's with Kenyon Drake? Yeah. So if you watched that specific injury, it was that classic high ankle mechanism, and it was a strong enough force that it looks like he might have had some sort of fracture, the fracture that you would have been worried about with Jerry Judy, the type of fracture that um, Michael Thomas had. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple different options, different types of fractures that you could be looking at with him. Moral of the story, he's done. And I did see a, a crazy stat, Joe, and I'm sure you you and Broly will talk, will talk about it, but Kenyon Drake seeing quite a few targets relative to what he has been in his career. So this, if this, if nothing else, this just helps uh, Josh Jacobs, like you were saying, might make him a league winner. Yeah, uh, he, he had nine catches last week. So uh, just keep that in mind when it comes to Kenyon Drake. Uh, on Thursday Night Football, we saw Taysom Hill. Um, Edwin Mallet Finger is having a moment. Uh, it looks like Taysom Hill suffered a Mallet Finger injury, just like Russell Wilson. But it doesn't appear his is as serious as Russell Wilson's. Can you talk me through this? Well, what does this mean? Yeah, so there are different grades. There are different um, types of, of, of mallet finger. And ultimately, Russell Wilson's was really severe, which is why when I said that he wouldn't be back for, you know, six to eight weeks and then he came back at five weeks, I was not shocked that he has been looking not so great. His adjusted completion percentage dropped. Um, and that has to do with the, there were probably no fractures for him. He honestly might've just jammed the finger itself and, and caused minimal structural damage, but this is still going to be painful. It's still going to be something that he's going to be playing through. Not that you ever throw in Taysom Hill because you anticipate him being Peyton Manning. But I mean, I don't know how much this is going to matter ultimately because Joe, he just threw four picks and in one of my leagues, he scored 26 fantasy points. So don't drop Taysom Hill. Um, he's still probably going to be involved to some extent. Don't anticipate him to throw four, you know, touchdown passes, and maybe they do eventually pull him. Um, and he's highly volatile because this could be a painful injury, but he can still contribute. So don't drop him. Monkey Knife Fight, the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site on the planet, is a daily fantasy sports operator offering a unique style of player props. One of the things we really love about MKF is that you simply don't have to spend all day analyzing salaries to create that one lineup that finally makes you a millionaire like other sites. The third biggest operator in DFS offers all the major sports, plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer. They got college football this fall for more than 200,000 users. Tennis, bowling, fishing, we've heard rumblings of those. Pick a sport, select a game matchup. Pick your fantasy contest. More or less, rapid fire, stat shootout. Choose your buy-in. Edwin, I got to tell you, last night I saw that weather in Baltimore. uh, Excuse me, in (laughs) Buffalo. And I picked up my phone. I went to the Monkey Knife Fight app. And I went to a more or less. And the more or less for, for Josh Allen was like 230 and a half yards. The more or less for... Mac Jones was 195 and a half yards. 
one contest, 3.6 times my entry. I saw that weather and I'm like, less, less. That was a really easy way to basically win $72. Just 3.6 times my entry, it took five seconds. New users can use code FANTASYPTS to claim an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. That's the other thing. I haven't even used my real money yet because I got that 100% on the $100. And new users also receive a free $5 just for signing up. So, so if, you, if you're new to Monkey Knife Fight, $100 deposit. You get free five just for signing up. You use code FANTASYPTS. You get 100% on the $100 deposit. $205 for $100. It's pretty good. Head to monkeyknifefight.com, download the app on the App Store, Google Play Store, and you can also find out more information on the Fantasy Points homepage. Edwin, let's look at that uh, San Francisco 49er backfield with Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson, both of whom are dinged up. Yeah, so it's what you saw with Elijah Mitchell, I ultimately, and I tweeted this out, I thought it was his ankles. His ankles were really, really uh, messed up. They sort of got twisted up into that E version high ankle mechanism, but it was actually, he was in the, in the, uh, not the protocol, but he did get checked out by the team docs on the sideline for a head injury. And then he was able to finish the game. Now, Joe, I'm not going to be the one to tell you whether he had symptoms that day and whether they ignored them. Um, this is kind of a weird situation because Elijah Mitchell also played through a stinger, uh, neck injury earlier this season. I thought that was a bit of an outlier. And then he, you know, clears a concussion protocol, plays again. Then next thing you know, on Monday, he's reporting concussion symptoms. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, moral story, he probably has some sort of uh, neck soreness as well. That's oftentimes associated with head injuries. And he's going to be in the protocol. Uh, I've, I've mentioned it time and time again, the mode of the protocol or the mean of the protocol uh, in skill players is about 0.86. So they end up in the mode of zero. They end up missing no time. Usually when it's first time concussion, I don't really think you can call this a first-time concussion considering the stinger situation, and there probably was some head involvement last time. So um, you'd think to yourself, oh, it's Jeff Jeff Wilson's season, right? Nope. And then Jeff Wilson himself had another flare-up of the knee, which was always uh, a possibility simply because meniscus and meniscectomies are pretty high, highly complex injuries that do tend to recur and flare up. So now Jeff Wilson is uh, also ailing. So this, and you know, now Trey Sermon's on the on the uh, IR with an ankle issue himself, not that they were ever giving him carries. I mean, this this might be a a hook by, hook or by crook situation where you play Jermichael Hasty one more time. Like, how many times have we said that name? I mean, even even the first time that Elijah Mitchell was hurt, like this yeah, is just we'll, crazy, man. We'll see about Mitchell. I mean, obviously he returned to the game, so we'll we'll have to see uh, how he progresses throughout this week. Another quarterback with a finger injury is Joe Burrow. He said, look, it's, it's his pinky. He dislocated it. He says, I'm going to play through it. Yeah. The thing about the the pinky in the hand itself um, is that it really seemed like he was having a hard time gripping and he was in a lot of pain. I have to go back and watch this one because if he got stepped on um, and, it, and it sort of hit the whole hand, um, it's going to be painful for a while. And so... You know, unless we see a full practice, full practice, and we we see that he's, you know, zipping the ball around, especially in like pregame warmups, this is one where I'd be interested in actually watching the pregame warmups if possible by any of the beat reporters, just because um, it's it's a pretty volatile injury. If you get stepped on, you have a finger dislocated, it doesn't just magically go back to where it was and your pain doesn't just disappear. So it's something to monitor. This is going to be one that you're going you're gonna to want to watch all the way up to kickoff if you're really depending on Joe Burrow. 
A couple of running backs with injuries. Miles Sanders aggravated that ankle injury. He now, Edwin, he said, I'm gonna be ready coming out of the bye. I don't know if I don't I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he says it, but we're not even gonna get updates this week because the Eagles are going on bye. Yeah, who knows what's going on there, man? This is his second recurrence. So he injured it, injured it once again last week, and then now this week injured it again. So this ankle sprain is becoming a problem that's nagging. This is so with every time that that ankle is re-aggravated, the chances of it getting re-aggravated yet again go up. So at this point, it's really difficult to trust Miles Sanders, um, not to any fault of his own, but he just keeps getting that ankle rolled up on. And that's really not something that you want to see in your running back, especially when the carries and the volume are so volatile in the first place. So, man, this is a this is a tough one if they they probably won't put him on IR. Um, because he, like you said, he does say that he's going to be back and that would mean that that's a season ender for Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. This is a volatile situation, man. I don't, we don't even know if he'll be back after the bye. It's just the, the severity and the re-aggravations are, are something that you don't really want to mess with. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Eagles handle this. There is a chance he's not quite back after the bye, even if it's an outside chance. So just prepare accordingly. Yeah. So we're not, we're just not going to learn anything until next week, unless there's exactly. like a an update uh, uh, from from a beat reporter. But I still doubt that's going to happen. Uh, let's go to Damian Harris, who got dinged up in last night's wild game against the Bills, where he had to carry the load because well they weren't throwing the football. Yes. So Damian Harris. And this very much could be one of those workload-related issues. Um, I don't know how many carries he had before before the injury, um, but it you know obviously was was something that impacted his hamstring. And if you look at the hamstring data, you have a, a mean missed weeks you know of one point four. The median is one. And overall recurrence rate is about twenty uh, percent. But as we saw with Christian McCaffrey, that data is very volatile. It's highly volatile. Mm-hmm. It's something that can change on a dime. Uh, hamstrings are finicky. Guys tend to try to come back too quickly from them, and it can ultimately result in more time missed. So, you know, plan on one to two games for Damian Harris, but just know that he's highly volatile for the rest of the fantasy season. Yeah, I mean, and, and he was listed as questionable, came back, popped off a run, and hobbled off the field. That doesn't that that's not really a good sign for me. You don't love to see that, Joe. No, you do not. Uh, Keenan Allen is in the COVID protocol. Um, I think uh, Brandon Staley said uh, we expect to, or we're hoping for some good news this week. That to me says he was either a close contact or uh, is vaccinated and tested positive. So we'll we'll see about Keenan Allen. No need need to panic here early on a Tuesday morning. That's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Am I right? No, no insight, Edwin? Nope, no insight, man. I mean, you got to just, these COVID protocols, you got to follow them similar to the concussion protocol and don't give fake vaccination cards and you should be good to go. Oh, boy. Um, I think there's a chance the Bucks cut Antonio Brown after that. Oh, man, at this point. You don't even need him. Like, you don't even need him. That yeah. might be the allure for Tom Brady, but you don't even need the guy. Like, your skill guys are just insane. I don't know, man. That's a crazy uh, Well, but I think what's, I think, uh, Bruce Arians is just pissed like like because like he's like you know we had 100% vaccination and you know and Antonio Brown kind of subverted that I think Bruce Arians like a jerk. is pissed off uh follow him on Twitter at FB injury doc uh Edwin thank you so much for joining us here on this Tuesday morning um uh you have got to go see patients so why don't you go get to that and uh we'll talk to you next week thanks Joe Ben Kukanis with a word from our sponsors then Brawley on the other side 
Thank you very much, Ben and Tom. Welcome to the Waiver Wire podcast. This is this is uh, as we like to say, nut cutting time, Tom. And you know, there's still four teams on by here in Week 14. You know, you're fighting for your playoff lives. As I always say, there might not be any real game changers on the waiver wire this week, but Tom getting six to eight points might be the difference between making the playoffs and sitting at home. I mean, that's where we're at right now. And our job here is to maybe push you in the direction of some of those guys who might get you six, eight, ten points this week. Yeah, and that, that could be the biggest difference of all. So, um, you know, I and this is the time, you know, be picking up those handcuffs. And, you know, as we saw last week, Sony Michelle came in. Uh, you know, he was out there on a lot of waiver wires, Alexander Madison. So, uh, you know, if there's any big time backs and you have like a position that you, you know, a bench, a bench spot that you're not using, go out there and add a, add a handcuff here. So, uh, you know, this is an important time of year. And, you know, if somebody unfortunately misses, sometimes those guys that get elevated into those top spots can be the difference makers this week. Yeah. So let's just start with, uh, with the running back position, Tom, and, uh, you know about the Titans running backs and whatnot. We'll, 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 we can't talk about everybody on here, but let's talk about somebody uh, who could be pretty important this week. That could be Jeff Wilson of San Francisco. Elijah Mitchell got tested for a concussion in-game, came back, finished the game, and now entered the protocol this week. So um, obviously he was having some symptoms or they're concerned about something. Um, whatever the case, Jeff Wilson, by the way, who's dealing with a knee injury of his own that flared up highly volatile here, but you know, that San Francisco backfield, man, you've got a shot to be a real, a real bell cow if you're starting in that backfield. Yeah. So he had the flare up. I I went through the transcript that uh, Kyle Shanahan, and he said that he expects him to practice this week. So, uh, must be a pretty minor knee issue that, uh, you know, he of course had the knee surgery this offseason and, uh, you know, missed the first eight eight to nine games, eight to nine weeks of the season and, and came back here. So it, it sounds like he should be ready to go. He's been kind of the – he's been the lead runner uh, one other time this season whenever Mitchell Mitchell missed in week 11 against Jacksonville. Uh, it was a tough matchup. Uh, Jacksonville's actually been one of the sneakier, better uh, run defenses in the league. Uh, you know, he had 19 carries, uh, went for 50 yards. So he just averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Hasn't been a very effective on his limited touches this year, uh, just averaging 2.7 yards per carry. But, uh, you know, we're looking, you know, Trey Sermon's on the IR right now with an ankle injury. He's completely out of the picture. Uh, they've pretty much used Hasty as just a passing back. They, they want to kind of keep him in that role. So Wilson should be elevated to that top spot. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, a lot of us have been riding Eli Mitchell this year. Uh, you know, hopefully this is a, a, you know, he gets back quickly here uh, and, you know, has no issues and uh, plays this week. But just in case he doesn't, Jeff Wilson is back on the radar here. Uh, Brandon Bolden for the Patriots. I mean, obviously you watched that game last night and they're just running the ball down the Bills' throats. And I, I'd, I'd like to implore somebody, look, I know they didn't score a million points, but I'd like to implore somebody to talk about how the run game doesn't matter after watching that game last night, just an ass-kicking up front by the Patriots. But unfortunately, it comes at the expense of Damian Harris, who tweaked a hamstring. Brandon Bolden is probably going to continue to have a role here, while Ramondre Stevenson is more important. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is also rostered in a high percentage of leagues. Brandon Bolden is not, Tom. Yeah, Stevenson's definitely the guy to go out and get if he's still available. Uh, it's about 60% of the leagues right now. 
Uh, so he's he's in most competitive leagues at this point, unless you're playing an eight to ten team league. Uh, maybe he's out there. But uh, the only thing is, uh, Patriots are on by this week, so you know there's a chance that uh, Damian Harris doesn't even miss a game here. But uh, if he does, Brandon Bolden, you know, the the, the thing with the Patriots backfield, they kind of have these set roles. You know, he's not going to go out there and get like you know fifty fifty percent. You know, JJ Taylor will probably be elevated as well, but. Uh, there's at least a chance for more work, more more carries, uh, you know, potentially down the road here. So uh, we'll, we'll see how the extent of the Harris injury here. But, uh, you know, if he is looking at maybe a, a, a stint on the IR or uh, maybe just even a couple games missed in weeks 15 and 16, uh, Brandon Bolden, you know, could be viable as a flex kind of guy, you know. A uh, guy who's available almost certainly in your league is Jalen Richard, who's in the COVID protocol and he's unvaccinated, so this is no guarantee. Uh, and Josh Jacobs is certainly looking like a league winner right now. But in the event the Raiders want to mix in another back, Richard is probably going to be the guy on passing downs. He is available basically in 100% of leagues, Tom, and uh, Kenyon Drake's out for the season. Yeah, so, yeah, he has the chance. You know, you know, he's probably more of like a 14-team league guy, kind of guy. Uh, you know, maybe that he'll, he'll develop some flex appeal there. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a guy that gets like 68 carries. You know, the, he has a pretty specific role uh, as a receiver here. But, uh, you know, Dr- Kenny Drake is out of the picture now. Uh, Josh Jacobs is he's always he's constantly beat up here. Uh, maybe go and look at Peyton Barber as well. Uh, you know, the, now that the backfield's kind of been thinned out a bit, but Richard should have some role as a receiver here moving forward. He was he was starting to get more into the mix anyway here in recent weeks uh, before, you know, landing on the COVID-19 list this weekend. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't know he was unvaccinated. So that that, that probably knocks him out for uh, for this week as well. So, uh, you know, I, the 10-day the rule there, I think he was placed on Sunday morning. So, uh, you know, not, not a lot of appeal for this week, but uh, has the potential. Uh, Joe, we should probably talk about Carlos Hyde here. You, you sent that link to the James Robinson stuff last night. That was kind of bizarre here. It almost sounds like he's been benched and demoted to the number two role. role. Uh, you want to tell? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that. James Robinson like was talking. Uh, I guess he does like a little TV show, and yeah. he was uh, essentially said like uh, talked about being benched. I don't know. He's banged up. He fumbled. But here's the other thing, though. Uh, I mean that like literally his quote was uh, the host asked him, were you benched? And he said, I would say so. So (laughs) here's the other thing though. Carlos Hyde also fumbled. So yeah, I I mean, talk about highly volatile Tom. I mean, the the Jaguars are a team I barely want to mess with, but there is a chance you put Carlos Hyde in your lineup and he gets 10 to 15 carries. Yeah, he scored a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, we had somebody, you know, complaining in our Discord. Oh, why didn't you tell me? Well, he had like nine carries for 24 yards, but he did fall into the end zone. That's, you know, when we're looking at these really low-end guys, especially on these, uh, you know, these bad teams, you're just looking for guys that might get enough touches that they might fall into the end zone. So, uh, you know, Hyde, well, you know, we'll see how it plays out here. Maybe they give James Robinson another chance. But, you know, they, they've been kind of sabotaging him. Uh, for for most of the season here, they go draft Travis at the end. Uh, he's just not their guy. So uh, you know he was playing. You know it was a thirty seven to seven game at the end of the game, uh, and he was getting snaps and he was getting carries in the final two minutes of a meaningless game. So it's it's not great sign. Uh, maybe Carlos Hyde's a guy you can pick up and uh, you know pray that he scores a touchdown. You know very 
you, you want to use that hopefully in a non-PPR league where, you know, because he's not going to do much uh, other than maybe to uh, potentially score a touchdown. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes who have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, win a share of the prize pool. That simple. Thrive is over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 14 and has already awarded over $4 million. Our staff at Fantasy Points will be posting their favorite Thrive Fantasy picks each week on the site. New users can use code promo code FANTASY. Points when you sign up and will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. That's fantasy points, one word spelled out. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting thrivefantasy.com and tune in to the Extra Points live stream every Sunday morning to find out some of our favorite Thrive Fantasy props for the day. Sign up and prop up today. At the wide receiver position, Tom, uh, Russell Gage had himself a hell of a game for the Falcons. He did lose a fumble. But he caught 11 passes, led him in receiving yards. At, and at this point, I mean, I, it was trending this way. I seriously doubt we're going to see Calvin Ridley the rest of this season. Yeah, he's pretty much out of the picture. I mean, uh been getting questions. You know, should I cut him? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, we're working on two months here that he's been gone. Uh, I think that was about week six or week seven that he, uh, you know, took his sabbatical there. And, uh, you know, he's been gone for two weeks, uh, two months now. So, uh you know, if you're in a pinch here, you can move on here. Uh, Russell Cage is, you know, he's been, he had two, you know, complete duds where he didn't score, uh, you know, in the last like six or seven weeks here. But other than that, like, yeah, it's a big but other than that. But he's been, you know, really, uh, you know, really good for PPR formats here. He's been, uh, you know, double digit type of, uh, you know, player off the waiver wire here. It's you know we're we're really the the wide receiver waiver wire has been pretty much bone dry here for about a month. I mean, we're, there's really nothing out there. Uh, so Russell Gage, he's still available in you know 65 percent of leagues basically. So you know in some of the 12 team leagues, he's there. Uh, Kyle Pitts has really struggled for much of the season. He kind of uh, got out of a little bit of a rut last week, but. Uh, Gage has kind of emerged as their top receiver here. If you, you know, if you consider Cordero Patterson uh, more of a running back here, so uh, kind of you know, there's not a lot of life in that passing game right now. But uh, Russell Gage is the one guy that's given them something here. A few go- few more I want to talk about, Tom. Uh, we were just talking at the top uh, about how you know six, eight, ten points can completely change your fortunes this year. Um, one play could change your fortunes this year. And if there's a guy out there who's available in a large percentage of leagues who can make one play, who wins you a matchup, gets you in the playoffs, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's name's got to be close to the top of that list. Absolutely. And he's been seeing a ton of targets the last two games. Uh, you know, right? You know, they went on by last week, but, uh, you know, 19 targets in his last two games. So they're... You know, there are a lot of them are way downfield. They're you know just prayer balls, but uh, you know he's one one of the best deep ball guys in the league, and he's playing with one of the best deep ball throwers in the league with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, you know, I don't think that's going to continue where he's seeing you know eight to ten targets a game. But if he gets like six chances a game, uh, you know he's he's capable of uh, breaking a big play. Uh, just yeah, you're completely right, Joe. You you, you know when you go in, you're going in with MBS. Uh, I think yeah. most people know at this point. 
Uh, you're you're probably either going to get a two for uh, 27 game or you're getting a four for, you know, 105 and a touchdown kind of game. So, uh, but, you know, at this time of year, especially if, you know, you've been struggling or, uh, you know, you've had some injuries at the running back position or, you know, you have to get those big plays. You're, you're playing as kind of an underdog in your fantasy matchups. Maybe he's the type of player to give your roster a little bit more high-end variance to get those, you know, big-time plays to maybe get you a big week and uh, put you over the top as an underdog in your fantasy playoffs here. So uh, he's definitely on the move uh, in terms of targets here. Uh, been been the, the top option. Randall Cobb is uh, – he picked up a, a groin injury too, I believe, yeah. right before their bye. He he missed the second half of their Week Twelve game, and I would expect him to maybe miss another game or two here. So, uh, you know, at the very least, the uh, receiving core is a bit thinned out as well. Uh, KJ Osborne for Minnesota. I mean, Adam Thielen is probably going to miss this week because they're on a short week. Uh, somebody who can kind of be a plug and play option for you. Yeah, let's roll uh, Tyler Conklin into this list, too, because yeah. the, the tight ends are you know completely barren outside of maybe Washington here uh, with the Logan Thomas injury. But uh, if you're looking for, you know, a one- or two-week play here, uh, you know, Adam Thielen has been, you know, seeing a ton of targets. You know, he's the second option in this offense. Uh, you know, it's a very condensed passing game between Jefferson and, and feeling so if you take out one of the you know the top two receivers there uh this opens up a lot of targets and we saw it in the stat lines for uh kj osborne last week saw seven targets uh Thielen went out the first drive of the game there uh was able to score a touchdown uh you know and tyler conklin the same deal he saw a season high in targets with nine and uh turned it into seven catches for 56 yards so i would expect both of these guys you know i don't i don't see one of these guys like starting to become like a, a 10 target guy, but they, they should each see, uh, you know, an extra two to three targets per game. And uh, at this time of year, you're right, Joe, this, uh, that puts you into to lineup consideration. So uh, if you're, if you're in a pinch and maybe you did lose Adam Thielen, maybe you're uh, got Keenan Allen that's uh, on COVID uh, 19 list and you're worried that he might not play. Uh, you know, these are the kind of guys you can pick up and uh, put in your lineup here and uh, they can come through for you for at least a week or two. Yeah, just really quickly on Keenan Allen, I think Brandon Staley said, uh, let, let me get his exact quote, Tom, so I don't misrepresent it. Um, uh, it I, I, he said he's, he thinks they could get some good news. Uh, here it is. Brandon Staley on Keenan Allen being placed on the COVID-19 list. This is from Daniel Popper of The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He's day-to-day right now, and hopefully we'll have some good news on him on the next few days. So I think that, that indicates either, A, he's vaccinated, B, he didn't test positive, but he's a close contact, and or both. I mean, so... No reason to panic on Keenan Allen, but like Josh Palmer, um, Jalen Guyton, if you're really dying, you know, just want to make sure you have somebody you can plug into your lineup. Those guys are available. A couple more wide receivers I actually wanted to touch on, Tom. Yeah, those guys actually might be the better handcuff type of guys because, yeah, K.J. Osborne and uh, Conklin play on Thursday night. So if you want to leave open the possibility that you could play Keenan Allen this weekend, uh, maybe you just go and get uh, Guyton or Palmer there. Yeah, so uh, a couple more receivers I want to touch on, Tom. Detroit's gotten a couple wide receivers who have kind of opened up their passing game a little bit. Um, I cannot believe the Titans couldn't find a spot for Josh Reynolds because he's come out and he's essentially been Detroit's number one receiver, at least on the perimeter. And Amon Ross St. Brown obviously uh, caught uh, 10 passes, including the game winner for Detroit this past week. Yeah, that was uh, some funny defense there by the Vikings on the the last last drive there and on that last final play there for the game-winning play for Detroit. But, uh, you know, it's... We're talking about small gains for this Detroit passing game, but 
it has looked at least a, a little bit better here with Josh Reynolds on the field, kind of opening things up uh, on the perimeter here. And of course, he played with Jared Goff in Los Angeles for four years there. Um, you know, he's you know he's probably more of a low end type guy if you're playing in 14 or 16 team leagues. But you know, he's he's going to be a guy that sees downfield targets. He's going to be a guy that sees. Uh, red zone targets in this offense. So, uh, you know, he's he's kind of like, you know, a lesser Marquez Valdez Cantling here. He's going to get yeah. those high value, you know, very valuable uh, targets in this offense. But, you know, it's just a, you're, you're praying that he converts one or two of them. So uh, he's definitely kind of been their, their top receiver on the perimeter here. They've been, they brought in Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams uh, in the off season. And, uh, those guys quickly disappeared, and they've really had nothing on the perimeter all season. So he at least has given them a pulse uh, yeah. out wide here. I uh, One more I just want to throw out there, Tom, and I, only because very rarely do we talk about the higher rostered players who are available in the leagues you and I are in. <clears throat> um, but I just want to throw it out there. Go check to see if Julio Jones is available in your league. Now, I'm not expecting <laughs> him to be a game changer, but, Tom, I picked him up in our 14-team league. He's designated to return from IR, um, and they need him. I like. I mean, the AJ Brown's on IR. Uh, like, I'm I'm saying this could be like a volatile wide receiver three, but this is a team that cannot throw the football right now. I, I mean, if ever there was a time for Julio to actually do something this year, now's the time with them coming off of a bye. Yeah, and they got a they have a pretty good matchup too. I th- uh, they play Jacksonville or they play Houston. I, I just like lump those two together. They play one of the AFC South bottom. Uh, seller dwellers this week so it's a good matchup uh we'll see if he's you know they they did activate him they, they play jacksonville this week okay i knew it was one, one of the two they, they they just like at this point in the season they're just like one team to me in my brain jacksonville and houston they both both really suck so uh so yeah th- that's a, a pretty good matchup for julio we'll see if he's able to you know they opened the window here so that's it's like not a slam dunk uh that he plays this week you know they have 21 days to uh, put him in the lineup, but at least the window is open here, and they certainly need somebody. Nick Nick Westbrook-Akine, you know, is a, another potential. You know, if you want to, if we were playing a real deep leagues, and uh, if Julio isn't able to play, yeah. he's he's still the number one wide receiver then, because AJ Brown's still uh, on the injured reserve here. Just one more name I want to mention, Tom, because again, the the full articles at FantasyPoints.com. We're we're kind of doing a, a, a overview of it, but we're just bringing up some of the latest names. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, once again, could be relevant. I mean, Tom, uh, Logan Thomas, they seem to have gotten some good news on Logan Thomas. However, good news means he didn't tear his ACL. (laughs) It's week 14. He might not be back this year anyway. Yeah, it it sounds like the injury could be serious enough that he still, you know, lands on the IR here and misses three three games. And obviously that would take us through... Well, actually, if he puts, if he goes back on IR, he's oh, yeah, they, anyway. yeah, I guess they wouldn't do that then because they, they, I guess they are kind of in the playoff hunt, so they, they probably won't do that. But yeah, it sounded like this might be a uh, at least a three to four week injury. So, uh, rookie Seals Jones, he's been out recently. He kind of he picked up a hip injury a couple weeks ago. He did get back to practice last last week. I think they were uh, limited practices. Uh, wasn't able to, you know, suit up uh, in week 13, but he was ahead of John Bates, uh, the rookie tight end, uh, who's been the number three, you know, behind Ricky Seals-Jones and Logan Thomas this year. So it's looking like RSJ will be able to play. I, I you know, I, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he is on a, a snap count. Uh, you know, he has missed a couple weeks here. So, you know, he's maybe not a, a great play this week, but uh, maybe a guy to, to, to pick up and add. They, they've, uh, the one thing about Washington is they've been featured, the tight ends have been featured in this offense. Heineke likes to throw it between the, between the numbers. He, he, he really likes to look for his tight ends, and they do play their tight ends a lot of snaps. They, they're out in the field for a lot of routes. So uh, RSJ might not be a, necessarily a play this week, but he's might be on the radar here for the next couple of weeks. All right, T-Bro, at Tom Brawley on Twitter, 21 Brawley 10 If you still want to subscribe to Fantasy Points, Tom, we're going to have content into the playoffs, oh, yeah. DFS content, betting content. So make sure you get in on that. I mean, uh, Tom, Tom does the, the betting premium package. Everybody wants to bet during the playoffs, so we're going to have all that content. It's just we're going to be able to breathe a little bit deeper uh, at that time. Uh, Tom, it's um, it, it's great. Feels to a talk little weird, you. Joe, right now. You know, we're week fourteen. You know, usually getting ready to get into the fantasy playoffs here. Still got one more week to go. We got that extra week of the season too. So yeah, a little I, extra content for uh, everybody out there. Yeah, if I could, if I could get a Roger Goodell and the NFL owners, oh, in room, I'd say something to them right now. <laughs> but, I, but, yeah, uh, I was talking to somebody at the bar last night watching the game, like. And they're like, why did they add, add an extra game? Oh, baby, it was all for money because it doesn't make uh, any goddamn sense. The only the, the only people who wanted that there's thirty there's uh, thirty two people who wanted that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. uh, that that's who wanted that. Uh, all right, T bro uh, at Tom Brawley on Twitter. Uh, Twenty one Brawley ten at fantasypoints.com for Tom Brawley for Edwin Porras for Ben Kukanis. My name's Joe Dolan. Follow me on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan, by the way. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Week 14 edition of the Fantasy Points Injury and Waiver Wire podcast, and we will talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform, and come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.